bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics, like we're talking about reality TV. And the reality show about Russia killing and raping their way through Ukraine really needs to get canceled soon because there is no way to make any of that shit funny. Nope. No, it's completely horrific and sad. And we're going to spend the whole next segment talking about it. And then my So There's That is about lynching. So thank God we have salty gens, gay guys in their feelings about Eminem, or this episode would be no fucking fun. And... Well, if you don't want to hear about war rape and lynching, then you should go listen to our Patreon podcast. We have a free one for you to listen to right now on our website. Just go to julianbrandy.com. There's a button on every page that says click to listen to our Patreon podcast. We do two a week. They're a dollar each. They're not about politics. They're not about Russia. They're not about war. They're not about lynching. No. There's no ads. There's no structure or anything like that. It's just us being idiots for an hour twice a week. And it pays all our bills. Exactly. And by the way, shout out to everyone who went to our website this week and got t-shirts. So many listeners, Meow Meow, that we love got shirts. Mm. Like Olivia from Omaha, who sent us, when she sent us her picture, she sent a picture of a dead bird on a rooftop. Olivia (laughs) from Omaha. And Meredith from North Dakota, she (laughs) got a small dumb gay politics shirt that I'm I'm fantasizing that she got for her little girl, Evangeline, the little gorgeous. I don't know. Meanwhile, Meredith's like, bitch, I wear small. (laughs) But if that's true, Meredith, then I want to send Evangeline one for free if you let her wear one because it's so it just got me like thinking that. Mm. Look at her. She's right there. She's so cute. If she's in her shirt. Cute. Yeah. And if you did get it for her, you need to send us a pic of her in the shirt because I need that on on the drug (laughs) gun bulletin board. Uh And Jerry fucking Yang got a shirt. Oh, Jerry Yang, where's your picture, Jerry? Why do we not have your picture on the drug den bulletin board? I mean, Jerry already subscribes to our Patreon. But even if you don't want to listen to our Patreon podcast or get a T-shirt, if you're one of our 14 listeners, you should go to our website anyway, because we have our address on the bottom of every page of our website. And we that's the address that you can mail Mm -hmm. your post snap postcard Mm -hmm. Uh, with your picture on it, and we'll put it on our drugged and bulletin board. It doesn't. You don't have to be on our Patreon, even though those are our favorite ones. But um, it's just our fourteen listeners. Yeah, it's just like looking at, you know, like those frames of pictures that you'd have in high school, where it was like multiple pictures in multiple sizes, like mm-hmm. a collage. Mm-hmm. That's what the bulletin board's like. Yeah, like a circle, and when the bulletin board right. has been on, watch what happens live. Yeah. Tons of, I wouldn't say tons, but um, (laughs) a handful of Mm. celebs and big Mm. politicians have seen it. We've done 
numerous, uh, pretty big auditions in front of it. Yes. So a lot yes, of casting true. directors have seen it. That is true. That's true. Um, and we love it. And it's just so that we will know what everyone looks like for whenever we meet them at the live show that we'll never do again. <laughs> uh, and speaking of, thank you to Patreon subscriber Christopher Ramos. He really came through. Uh, we talked about my knee surgery last week on the Patreon, and he sent me a huge box of knee recovery stuff with his pick for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. So, I mean, that was so sweet of you, Christopher. We love you so much. And now we know what you look like. How cute he Ta-da! is. And he wrote the nicest note, too. To Julian Brandy, first off, I love you both. I've been a fan of yours for years. I'm finally writing you and sending you my photo for the Drug Den because I finally can send something with a tribute to you both. I can't thank you both enough for the podcast. As one of the nine openly gay men that works for Homeland Security here in NYC, out of the 883 employees total. I'm wow. sorry, but that's got to be some kind of that's that's mm, mm, that's mm, a mm. violation of something. Ten out of 883. <laughs> that's not even a statistic that that that's bizarre. It is bizarre. They're doing some homophobia shit there, I feel. I mean, it's homeland. It's crazy. I'm obviously a diamond in the rough and you are. I will never forget hearing you in my ears as I'm crying on my way to work the morning Trump was elected. I live for playing the pod at work and hearing my QAnon unvaccinated co-worker assholes quiver whenever Julie goes full Kraken. I like to think of Homeland Security people as QAnon unvaccinated assholes. What a how, how safe I feel. Honestly, you both are the best friends, sisters, family in my head that I'll ever have. And I hope to actually meet you face to face one day. As someone that has worked in government for over 16 years, I have a lot to say if ever given the opportunity to share this gay guy's feelings. You both have changed my life for the better in so many ways, from my daily routines like using native deodorant and feels and my better help person to Brandy hair hacks. By the way, I personally think the world needs Brandy's Patreon playlist shared on Apple Music because your choices are unparalleled. I hope the goodies included meet your expectations. Love, Christopher Michael Ramos. Well, I mean, it's ironic that he mentions gay guys and and their feelings um, right before mentioning my Patreon music choices Mm -hmm. because we just so happen to have a gay guys and their feelings today regarding um, Eminem, (laughs) which which was born out of the Patreon music. Mm -hmm. And um, Christopher, you are welcome any time to do a gay guys and their feelings. We would love that. Mm-hmm. We would love that. Another Patreon person that we love to death is Julie Lang. And mm-hmm. she sent you a card and some treats for your knee surgery too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She did. She said, hi, Julie and Brandy. I hope the knee procedure went well. <laughs> I hope you're feeling better slash good. Enclosed are a couple things that made me think of you both. Fucking Julie. Okay. First of all, I have to say, Julie, this is the real truth. I got picked up the mail and I saw that the box said Julie Lang and literally like I got the mail places like right down the street from my house. I when I got to my driveway, I opened the box with my keys in my car and I don't do that. Julie knows I like to uh, we have a special exacto knife that mm-hmm. we both have. Julie and me, mm-hmm. she got it for us from production. Mm-hmm. It is the most baller knife. They don't sell it anymore. No. And I I use I look for any excuse to use this knife. (laughs) But when I tell you I couldn't even go in, I opened the box with my keys and immediately felt around for anything that felt like alcohol and nothing did except for one bottle. And I opened it while still in the car, even though I was in my own driveway, so it didn't matter. And instead, it was a bottle of like 
poopery, <laughs> um, but it's called This Shit is Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> poopery. Uh. And then she wrote the song. This shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. She wrote on the front of it. Yeah. So now Very we got. Cute. So I wasn't able to have my Julie Lang standard whiskey drink, but we do have some pooper to smell like whiskey. I was thinking <laughs> that would be cool. I thought it would smell like bananas. Oh. But no, it's actually like a. It is like a more of a cologne smell. Oh, it's a boy. It's a. It's like for boys. It's a, definitely like a cologne smell. Everything else, it was clear it was not in any way could be alcohol. Um, but we still love it. She got some socks, like a set of four, like, you know, like kitschy, like right. saying socks. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it made me think it had something to do with your knee surgery. Like just have your feet out. Or, yeah, that's true. You know, put on some nice cozy socks. Yeah, because then you have to have you'll have like shorts on and then maybe you'll <laughs> want socks. I mean, you really um, you really hit the nail on the head, though, Julie, because the first one oh, we the first I mean, one we opened was this big. So she Julie is a bag lady. If for if, like Julie Goldman, you Mama, you're a bag lady. For those of mm-hmm. uh, of the of the fourteen that don't know, um, and although I th- I'm taking <laughs> one of these, but uh-huh. the the biggest one um, is like it's this big like whimsical colorful bag and with a picture of Kamala Harris on the front with her legs crossed. In a pink suit, wearing chucks, and it says "Vice President of My Heart." <laughs> and there's a unicorn behind her. Oh yeah, there's a unicorn. I mean, it's just great. It's like she's sitting in heaven. It's which is like she's literally in heaven. See how she's in like that, that kind yes, of chair that yes, would be in heaven. Yes. And like, I love that one. I can't wait to bring that to Ralph. Yeah, this is this is yours. Uh, I I wish Kamala Harris would wear a pink suit. I think that would look good on her. Yeah, I think it would look good on her. I mean, she's been wearing a bunch of brown lately. It's been kind of bugging me. Now, this one I'm taking. It says, snack time with the Obamas. (laughs) And it's a smaller bag. And it has um, Barack and Michelle, if Mm -hmm. I I may. You may. Um, And Mr. and Mrs. um, Obama. Uh And she's in that iconic yellow dress looking gorge. And they're having a picnic. And it's also very colorful. There's a... There's like a peacock behind them. Yes. And mm-hmm. just, it's just. A beautiful day in the rainbow hood kind of deal. So, so, so cute. Yep. So cute. And then two, like, they're pencil cases, but we'll use them for drugs. <laughs> um, one says Mighty Michelle, mm. um, which, and and it, she's kind of like hanging in like a Bambi. There's like a deer, like a little Bambi deer on yep. her back. And then a little bunny. And it's the fat, fat bunny looks like fat goo. <laughs> and that's mighty. Uh-huh. Doesn't the bunny look like, yeah, even though she she's white? Yep. Um, and then the other one just has a picture of an old timey plane. It says, I am high. I, and mighty. Oh, that's funny. And um, both, uh, both of these will be used for drugs. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for Jojo and Kiki. Lock the doors. Lower the blinds. haven't been paying close attention to all the horrible details you probably know that last month russia invaded ukraine and tried to take it over but the ukrainian army stayed and fought so now they're in a quote-unquote war can i just say i haven't been paying close attention because it's scary and upsetting but of course 
I know what's going on because the version of not paying close attention for me is that I still always have to know the basics for this podcast. Mm -hmm. But before we started the podcast, I honestly don't know if I'd know anything about the situation at all because I don't read social media. And before the podcast, I literally never watched the news. Like all I did was watch fucking Bravo. So I probably just have some general vague idea of a war going on somewhere. And I'd probably think it was like in actual Russia between Russians. Uh Uh-huh. But that was also pre-Trump. Like, do you think, do you think anyone out there, is there anyone still left like that? <laughs> That's a really good question. Like, are there people floating I... around like right now that like they're they're hearing Russia, Russia, Russia? But it's like the way I would when I would hear like Syria or like Afghanistan. Right. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on. I think so. Yeah, I think the kids, the whatever the. Or people in social media just know whatever the social media headline is, maybe. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I think they're... Are there, is there a grown woman sitting out there right now who watches Bravo and has no idea... <laughs> oh, I see. That, that yes. what, why there is a conflict happening somewhere around Russia. I believe Russia. that, yes, I do. I believe that there's somebody watching Housewives of Orange County right now who doesn't know that there's a thing going on in Russia and Ukraine. Okay. Well, they definitely don't listen to this podcast, and that's exactly who who we were always trying to get. That's true. And for anyone who is who just arrived, who just landed, and um, is just watching Bravo and decided they were going to come here and learn something. The huge news this week with the Russian invasion of Ukraine is that Jojo Biden specifically called the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, a war criminal. And this is huge because it means that he can literally be charged with a crime. I mean, with a war crime. And it means JoJo's a fucking pimp. <laughs> you may remember I got criticized for calling Putin a war criminal. Well, the truth of the matter, you saw what happened to Vukic. This warrants him, he is a war criminal. But we have to gather the information. We have to continue to provide Ukraine with the weapons they need to continue the fight. And we have to gather all the detail so this could be an actual have a war crime trial. This guy is brutal. And what's happening in Bukha is outrageous. And everyone's seen it. Up to Allah. No, I think it is a war crime. Okay, so the process of charging someone like Putin with a war crime and having a trial is very fucking convoluted. And the reality of convicting him and actually apprehending him is very far-fetched. But it's still a huge fucking deal that they're going to try. Because that guy needs to be stopped. The Russian army is not just occupying Ukraine and fighting the Ukrainian military with the horrendous but legal war violence. No, no. They're raping and killing civilians. Thousands of them. And you can't do that. There are rules set up for war. When you hear people say the Geneva Conventions, they don't mean a physical convention. The Geneva Conventions are basically a group of treaties and protocols defining international standards for war. Now, I haven't read it, Mm -hmm. and I was definitely in the camp who thought the Geneva Conventions was an actual convention, like a political Comic-Con in the Geneva Convention Center, Uh but I don't think I need to know anything about it to know that raping and killing are definitely not in the 2022 edition of How to Do War Handbook. (laughs) And real quick, not to bum anyone out, because I know there are a lot of people like myself who are actively trying to avoid hearing about the specific atrocities happening to the Ukrainian people who were 
minding their own business and are now caught in a literal hell. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important for everyone, including me, to hear about this stuff at least once so that we can absorb it and feel it. I, I, I feel like the collective energy of people just caring about it, even if it's just for like a few moments a day and not just sitting and watching The Real Housewives of the OC will help the civilians and the people fighting over there like stay strong. It's, it, it, that's the reason people believe in prayer because it's, it, there, is a, there is a thing to that. And this can be our version of praying. Just get in, informed, hear the awful shit. It'll get, it'll get out into the, into the universe, the energy. So you, because mm -hmm. you've been paying close attention, mm -hmm. um, are going to tell us the most egregious of what's happened so far. Well, it's just so grotesque. The first major civilian attack happened in the city of Maripol. And I'm sure and if anybody watches the news, you probably heard that name. And in this suburb, there's a major national theater. Imagine the Kennedy Center. And when the bombing started and they realized they were being closed in on, officials turned that theater into a shelter. They put over 300 people inside, mainly women and children. And outside the theater, they wrote in large, 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 like painted letters on the ground. So the Russian bombers would see and take note that this is a civilian shelter. They wrote the words children, like in two places, just the word children. Uh, the Russians bombed it anyway, and over 300 people were killed. While this is going on, and the Russians are attacking city after city after city and small villages and towns where people were just merely crossing the street or going to look for food or water or find relatives, people are shot, dismembered, stabbed, and tortured in the street, and their bodies left outside. Videos have surfaced of all this, and the Russian ambassador had literally given a press conference uh, and released a statement in the Russian media and which has gotten into our media which is that the ukrainians placed the bodies there and all of that is staged and none of that's real that's real what i just said has actually happened so the city of buka which is what jojo just mentioned uh which is the recently which is the most recent city that's been attacked that we've been watching and this is now the reason why vladimir putin is going to be hunted down like the garbage turd that he is to be uh a war criminal and 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 i just want to say as a war criminal this is like hitler shit this is like a nazi this is what they did to the nazis they they tracked them down and even if it took 50 years or whatever they tracked them down and took them to a tribunal and they tried them as war criminals that is what's going to happen with vladimir putin now and uh you know it's not just the indiscriminate bombings of hospitals orphanages, apartment buildings, um, movie theaters, museums, um, schools, kindergartens. It, it, it's beyond. In the city of Buka, where all of that is happening, we then learned they're doing the raping. So they're finding that uh, the soldiers are raping women in front of their children um, killing their, let's say, killing off the, f killing or raping the, the mom, then killing the family, you know, stuff like that. Oh, they also found mass graves and, um, which that's in Buka. There's, there's yes. piles and piles and piles and piles of bodies. Right. So that's why the, the media is all 
uh, clamoring around talking about genocide because the it's giving people Holocaust, you know, remembrance of mass graves and bodies piled in holes in the ground. But we're not there yet. Uh, it also was revealed and reporters um, said that they watched people forced to their knees, hands tied behind their back and shot in the head. They also are now getting in people saying that it being very um, specific about where people are getting shot through the eye, through the mouth. Um, people are getting their limbs cut off. Um, it, the stabbing, the slitting of throats, like all of this is going on. And this is why they're war criminals. Uh, and finally, a video wish I wish I never saw is of wheelbarrows of dead carcasses of dogs being taken out of animal shelters where the Russians went in and shot every living animal inside. Okay, so Russia is a signatory on the G Geneva Conventions, which means they agree to follow the rules put forth in there. And there's a lot of rules to war, but the specific crime Putin is accused of is targeting civilians and attacking military targets where civilian ca casualties were excessive. And he's clearly done that. But the thing is, who the fuck's going to enforce this shit? So there's 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 two real main ways. The, uh, the first is the International Criminal Court, which is basically a tribunal, like you mentioned, of mm -hmm. 123 different countries. And it's based in the Netherlands. Russia is not a member of the International Criminal Court and does not recognize the tribunal. So okay. in terms of accountability, that seems pretty tragic to me. <laughs> yeah, like good fucking luck. And there's also the UN who can hold trials for war crimes, and Russia is a member of the UN. But the problem is that they are a permanent member of the UN Security Council, which that means they can veto any crime the UN wants to charge them with. And I want to add something. The president of Ukraine, when he called the UN to get help and to say Russia is doing this to us, he, in fact, had to talk to Russia. Oh, my God. So they then were like, wait, who are you? Wait, what? And that, I mean, can you imagine? Because Russia is on the Security Council of the UN, and then he calls the UN to get security from the Security Council, and Russia's like, click. Like, what the fuck? Ugh. Yeah, so it's not looking good that this will actually amount to anything tangible. But in terms of the narrative and true information reaching Russian people through the propaganda being charged with war crimes by different international institutions will inevitably sink into the zeitgeist. Yeah. And if nothing else, it's definitely making Putin feel some kind of way because mm -hmm. he's denying that he did all that shit. Of course. Like you said, there's tons of videos and pictures showing piles of murdered civilians. And like you said, he's denying it. He on a call with the chancellor of Germany, he said they're all deep fakes. <laughs> uh -huh. Like an army of Twitter trolls <laughs> sitting in a basement in Bakersfield created a bunch of horrific videos to frame him for war crimes that apparently no one can prosecute anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby, no. I'm quite sure our government knows the better use of our time is looking for a sniper and an opportunity <laughs> to take you out. Fingers crossed. He's so fucking disgusting, and the whole thing is utterly unbelievable. And the most unbelievable part is the QAnons and right-wing morons are on Putin's side. Because Trump sends his shit fuck butt boy, Tucker Carlson, to go on TV every night and distract and deflect. Tucker Carlson literally said on his show, has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? Has he shipped every middle class job in my town to Russia? Did he manufacture a worldwide pandemic that wrecked my business and kept me indoors for two years? 
Is he teaching my children to embrace racial discrimination? Is he making fentanyl? Is he trying to snuff out Christianity? No, I guess I guess that's just all Democrats. I guess you should only think about how much you hate the libs. <laughs> right. And you should you should think Putin's a great guy because he's Using uh, rape and slitting women's throats and killing animals in animal shelters and I and and by the way, just may I, uh, Putin's one guy sitting in the Kremlin. He's not with his own hands doing these things. There's men out there who are doing it and they're doing it uh, for ple for pleasure. I don't know what happened to these Russian men in this army, um, and in this military, but they're going out and they're killing innocent people and they know that they're doing it. So there's thousands of men in this army who are enjoying what they're fucking doing. And I hope for all of them to get the same, the same thing that Putin's going to get. Well, it'll be easier to get those guys than it will, will to be get Putin. True. Um, that was a real quote from Tucker Carlson and Fox News. It, 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 their entire agenda is just to make every dick fuck sitting in their recliner hate <laughs> liberals right. and to cause a civil war here and not report any of the news that's actually going on. Meanwhile, last week, Trump went on TV and publicly asked Putin for dirt on Hunter Biden. Like he went on a, some weird internet show and, and says that he thinks Putin should get, get the dirt on Hunter Biden. Yep. And when Russia first went in and sat on the Ukrainian border and they were just sitting there for fucking weeks threatening to invade, which they actually ended up doing, Trump literally called it a genius move. Looking cute and feeling cute. What you gotta do? Let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay. It's a present from Jesus every day. This segment is called Gay Guys and Their Feelings, where we hear from gay guys with feelings. This week, the gay guy with feelings is Jennifer Cowling. Jennifer is not a guy, and she's not gay. Yet, hey, hey girl. Just kidding, Jen. <laughs> but she is one of our 14 listeners, and she's also a subscriber to our Patreon podcast. Subscribing to our Patreon has many benefits. And one of them, for the rich subscribers like Jen, is that you can leave us a gay guys in their feelings message. If that appeals to you, join our Patreon and you too can send us your gay feelings. A quick backstory to give Jen's gay feelings some context. We do two hour-long podcasts on Patreon.com every week. At the end of each Patreon, I play a song. Mm -hmm. On our regular Patreon for the $1 subscribers, I play a new song. And on the bonus Patreon for the $2 and up subscribers, I play an older classic type hit. Well, through this process, I constantly give my unsolicited and often unpopular opinion on music. Everybody's musical tastes are so different and mine can only be considered a very basic bitch. I love pop. That's what I'm here for. It can be any style of music, but it needs to be a song in that genre that would be popular mm -hmm. because that's what pop means. Uh -huh. Like, don't try to come at me with some fucking country B-side. <laughs> I'm not looking for the deep tracks. Um, but I digress. In one of my over-opinionated tirades, I made the comment that I usually hate white guy rappers and that I can't fucking stand Eminem. <laughs> now, I don't hate Eminem, I guess. I mean, I certainly wouldn't call myself a fan. 
and I thought he looked like the biggest fucking tool with his beard at the Super Bowl. Well, Jen made a joking comment under one of the Patreon podcasts where I played Toy Soldiers by Britney Spears, and she said, Oh my God, the chorus, like Toy Soldiers, is familiar because of the Eminem song, Toy Soldiers. I know Julie clearly isn't the biggest fan, and I can understand probably why, which I would love to debate that with you in an alternate universe. I almost canceled my Patreon when you said you could have done without him and his beard at the halftime show. <laughs> Kidding, kinda, ha. And she, then she put a winking emoji. Well, here's your chance, Jen. You've probably got a better chance convincing me than Brandy. As long as I can't see that dumb fucking beard, I'm fine. <laughs> Well, and I just want to say, since this is a gay podcast, I want to read this little disclaimer from Jen regarding Eminem's problematic, homophobic <laughs> fucking songs and shit. So Jen um, said in an email, I would never expect you to like Eminem. I listen to every episode. I know the music y'all like. So my goal here is just that you don't hate him. And no excuses for his ridiculous, hateful, homophobic slurs and honestly stupid fucking songs. <laughs> he was young and super on drugs. And I have the excuse of all excuses, which is that my brother is gay and his wedding is next month in April if y'all want to come. <laughs> so without further ado, it's time to hear Jennifer Cowling's gay feelings about Eminem. Hi, guys. It's Salty Jen here. That is not my accent. I just had to do it. My accent is a super strong Arkansas accent. I just want to lay this out there for for the group. I just think we don't have to hate him. Although I get why you might hate him. It'd make me feel really a lot better if y'all didn't hate him. But I will trade Eminem for Julie and Brandy. I told them I would do it, and I will. But my ultimate goal here is to annoyingly tell y'all why I think he can just be in the group. So I'm why he can be in the group shot without here we go. And let's, Oh, drinking game. Every time I say so, or y'all, you could take a drink. Here we go. Okay. First, I love y'all. If you haven't joined the Patreon, do it. It's worth it. It'll be the best thing you ever do. The best $1 or $2 that you will ever spend. It is my life. It is my escape from everything. Do it, do it, do it. You won't regret it. Well, that's nice. That is really First, nice. I'm going to start with Julie. Yes. Julie, <laughs> yes. I need to hear you okay. say right. that you accept me in the group. Because I you just kind of chuckle anytime I've heard Brandy say salty gin. <laughs> you just kind of go, oh, <laughs> it's not your good laugh. I love your laugh. You have the oh, best you. laugh on the planet. <laughs> and it, that's like the, I really hate her and I want to punch her in the fucking face. So <laughs> that's not true. I'm, I'm gonna need, that's my issue, not your issue. I'm, I'm, I'm projecting here, but... Um, I just want to also say that I said that Jen got a little salty um, on on whatever one podcast because of her comment about Eminem. I said Jen got Jen got a little salty about Eminem, and then Jen changed her name on Patreon to Salty Jen. So, My laugh was laughing. I just think the name Salty Jen's funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is funny. It it's is great. Funny. It's funny. And I think Anne Flora told her to lean in and change her handle, and then she did. <laughs> And that she's just unforgettable. And of course, no, we love we love Salty Jen. Listen, bitch got salty about Eminem. She almost yeah. canceled her pledge. <laughs> that that I need I need a little bit. I need I need some of that from you. So <laughs> you got then, it. Okay, so take a drink. Okay. Um, gonna also I'm gonna start with the homophobia 
He's really, Eminem is not really homophobic. I mean, he said, he has said terrible things about everybody and anyone. That's just kind of what he did. And the more, he was a really damaged person. He was also in a lot of drugs when he was saying the worst. So Elton John was actually his sponsor when he got sober. Wow. So well, that's interesting. That. Yeah. Who knew? So there's that. I mean, Elton John bugs too, Jen. The the segment. (laughs) Julie will handle that, I'm sure. Um, And it will be much more important than this um, ridiculousness. I don't know. I'm kind of into that. So I want to say again on the homophobia thing. My brother is gay. My daughter's best friend is gay. I sent you all some pictures of my gay and my dumb. He's not biologically mine, but he basically lives with me. She said, look at my gay. I couldn't say he was one of my kids. She wrote, look at my gay, dumb kids. And (laughs) my uncle, I've heard y'all talk about the quilt before, and I get really excited. The AIDS quilt. Mm. My uncle was one of the people that started that. Oh, my God. um, He actually, he did die of AIDS when I was in kindergarten. Okay, next point. Old Eminem. Marshall. Marshall Bruce Mathers, I think the third. Well, he might be gay if his, his name life, Bruce. Like, blue, blowed, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. It sucked hard. And his mom was crazy. They actually, she like had a Munchausen by proxy, I think is what it's called. Like, she like poisoned he and his little brother and made them like feel like they were sick wow. and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. then it was like, he wasn't white enough for the white kids and he wasn't black enough for the black kids. Well, he's not black. (laughs) So he's not black. He just couldn't find a place to fit in. And so he used to get beat up literally all the time. Like he had brain damage. He has a song called brain damage, but he actually did have brain damage from getting the shit beat out of him so much. And then he started to learn to kind of rap and he was like, I'm kind of good at this. Um, He's actually a super, like, comic book person. So it was like he went from comic And there's comic book references in a lot of his raps. Well, this isn't selling me. You like comic books. <laughs> I do. So the last time he said the F word, I'm almost certain of this. You can fact check me, but he did say the F word in the song Fall. And that's when he's like, fuck the Grammys. Pretty much fuck everybody. So I think he said it was like, you have no content that I put out. He had a song with Beyonce. And it just got trashed because he was just talking about all these things. He was talking about police brutality and a lot of different things. And it just got smashed. So he says, you want some shady back? You got it. But he did say the effort in that song, but he actually did not put the song out saying it. But you could tell that he said it and he knows that. And he's in an interview and he says, I shouldn't have said it. And while I was trying to hurt somebody that hurt me, I realized I hurt a bunch of other people and he apologized. Not that that apology doesn't make everything right. But he, he really, I think that was just kind of younger, stupider, dumber things. But after he got sober, he put their songs called like beautiful going through changes. I'm not afraid. I do like, I'm not afraid. That's <laughs> anybody. That's why people love him. People like me. If you've been through abuse, addiction, depression, like things that like that. Those songs, you feel heard. It gets you in your feels. And you want to listen to the songs because you feel... Not alone. It just makes you feel better to hear somebody talk about those struggles and not so alone. Mm -hmm. So that's one point that I'm not sure... I don't even think you're going to care about that. And again, I I can... Julie, I can feel your eyes rolling from... No. Freaking Burbank to yeah. Arkansas, where I live. I can feel so your eyes I feel like you don't back. see me. I, know. I feel like you probably already paused this seventeen times to tell me to shut up, and that no, he still have, sucks. And well, that's we okay. have well, we have paused you it can, a couple times. I just 
so rappers like Kendrick Lamar, Big Sean, J. Cole, Jack Harlow, they all would not be rappers. That's just a few examples of people that looked up to Eminem and realized, like, what is he doing? And it was something they wanted to look, they, they looked up to him, they listened to him over and over to learn how to write. Kanye West even said in a, uh, the there's a song called Forever, and he actually heard Eminem's verse, and it's Lil Wayne, Kanye, Drake, and Kanye actually went back and rewrote his verse because he heard Eminem's verse and was like, oh, whoa, I'm not good enough. Okay, next point, and y'all just talked about this with Chris Rock. Just because he talks about one thing, but he talks about the other thing, it doesn't, it cancels it out. But I also feel like people can grow and people can change. So are you going to talk about a drug-addicted 24-year-old and things he said versus, like, that motherfucker's on, like, he's, like, 50 years old now. And again, has been sober like 13 years. I can definitely and let someone away from their problematic now, past. Uh, that he, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. He, he talks about the shit-ass police. He talks about George Floyd and the murder. He has a BET Trump cipher where he basically says, if you're a supporter of him, then you're not a supporter of me. I don't want your... I don't want you to listen to me. I don't want you to follow me. I don't want you to be my fan because Trump's a piece of shit. And well, that's good. He attacked him a couple of different times in the, a couple of songs. And then like Trump sent the secret, what's it called? Secret security, secret service, service. whatever. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> secret service. That's where I'm going to his house or to his, um, not his house, uh, studio to make sure that he didn't actually want to hurt him. And so I'm going to bring it all by, all the way back to where this started when you said that you could do without him on the Super Bowl, which is where I first piped in to say, oh, what? You could do without Eminem? Well, he kneeled for 30 seconds. Instead of performing, he kneeled for 30 seconds. He did that for Colin Kaepernick. He did that. I didn't in remember that. Honor and memory of all the people that I have only been see that beer. <laughs> murdered by I thought I saw by him police performing. and police brutality and the the systemic racism that goes on in this country. So like he's just grown up. He's grown up and he's he's changed. If he kneeled, I think that's cool because I didn't want to hear him doing anything. <laughs> I think that's everything. And y'all would be surprised that this is me redoing. <laughs> Redoing this, but it is, so this might be more ridiculous than the first one. So who knows if this will even play. But I just wanted to say, you can even hate him. I just want you to hate him secretly. Not secretly. Just don't say on the Patreon. (laughs) It hurts my feelings. I want us all to get along. We're all in a group. We're a group. You say it all the time. I would just want to say to the group. He could be in the group. You don't know if he's in the group. He could be a Patreon That's subscriber. true. Maybe he's a subscriber. <laughs> I just just hurt my feelings that day because y'all are my best friends in my head. It's all jokes. But I just thought I'd give it a give it a go and see if I could I could convince y'all just not to hate him. And just check out a couple of those songs where he speaks up and does things that I mean he doesn't have to do, but he does. He didn't have to know at the Super Bowl. He could have performed for thirty seconds more, but he didn't. So, like, he's not just this ruthless, misogynistic, homophobic asshole. Even though he has said those things, I don't think he's as terrible as people think. And a lot of his music is 
super stupid. I will say that. And I will trade him for y'all. All the way from Arkansas. This is, I, I feel like I'm in the group. I'm not an original 14, but if I could go back in time and do, I would. So I think that's it. It's so been real and it's been fun. It's been mostly salty and thirsty for y'all's <laughs> love and attention. I think she thinks we didn't like Eminem because he's made toxic gay remarks um, when in actuality, you just didn't like his beard. I like literally forgot about all that stuff in the past. And I just like with him in general, I just uh, he's a non-issue to me. Yeah. Like looking at him and I with that drawn on beard, I was just not feeling it. And just in general, his whole thing. I just wasn't a big fan. I like some of the songs. Yeah. I just don't really think about him, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, for me, I like, I I love a hook. And um, I think, and he had some, like, really super popular songs. Yeah. I think my, I probably would have liked him more. And we will definitely stop hating him since he's. He's in the group. Since he's going in so hard against Trump. And Jen, I hope you let your husband know he's no longer allowed to listen to Eminem as per his own rule. (laughs) I think my biggest problem with Eminem was always just that he was like kind of ugh. You know, Mm -hmm. I like wish he was hotter. Mm, Yeah. Now it's time for So There's That. All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a So There's That moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. Hmm. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard when half the country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the other half are whiny, entitled virtue signalers who are too busy simping in AOC's timeline to win the war. Mm -hmm. But we survived a pandemic. Jojo and Kiki are president and Katanji Brown Jackson Mm -hmm. is about to be confirmed to the Supreme Court next week, Mm -hmm. which proves that anything is possible if we believe in miracles and have faith that they will happen. And the person that is solely responsible for providing us with that faith and belief is you, Meow Meow, (laughs) with your So There's That's. Well, we're going to have a little bit of country and a little bit of rock and roll in this one. You know what I mean? So... I will say this week for the first time I had to choose between stories, um, which I couldn't believe was possible. I could have told you about Amazon and the heroes that are pushing to unionize and winning, but when, which we've actually talked about here before. Um, so it was going to be like a follow up to that. So there's that, but I couldn't miss the chance to let, uh, if you don't, if you, if you missed it or if you just passed you by, What I want to focus on is the historic signing of the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill uh, that President Biden finally, after 200 attempts and over 120 years, has finally had the balls to sign. Now, basically what this bill does is it makes lynching a federal hate crime. The bill was passed unanimously earlier this month. It had passed the House a month before, but three Republicans voted no. 
Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Chip Roy of Texas, and Andrew Clyde of Georgia. They argued wow. They argued that it was already a hate crime to lynch people in the U.S., so it was redundant. Now, you got to have some kind of white balls to vote no on an anti-lynching bill. And in my opinion, there can't be enough anti-lynching bills. You should be voting yes for every one of them, even if there was one being passed every single fucking hour. What is the matter with you? <sighs> the first anti-lynching bill was introduced in 1900 by George Henry White, the only black man then serving in Congress. The bill failed and continued to fail for more than 120 years. Republicans mainly have argued for all this time that lynching is already a crime. But this bill says plainly and openly, and by giving it a name of the 14-year-old boy for whom it's named after, the respect and the full power of the federal government and the law that it deserves. According to the Equal Justice Initiative, more than 4,300 black Americans were lynched between the post-Civil War Reconstruction period and 1950. And those are just the murders that were documented. Quote, lynching is a long-standing and uniquely American weapon of racial terror <sighs> that has for decades been used to maintain the white hierarchy. This is a nightmare. The bill's sponsor, Illinois Congressman Bobby Rush, said ahead of its passage. In 2020, following the murder of George Floyd by a police officer in Minneapolis, the House passed an earlier iteration of the bill, but it was blocked in the Senate. Can you guess who blocked it? I'm going to tell you, it was blocked by the old curly hairdo punched by the neighbor himself, <laughs> Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. He objected to the language being too broad, so it didn't pass. The death of Floyd as well as... Yeah, no one's really mad, you know, that Rand Paul got Will Smithed. No, exactly. And <laughs> We're he pretty should thrilled. get Will Smithed every fucking day. <laughs> the death of George Floyd, as well as the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, who was hunted down and shot by three white men in Georgia in yeah. 2020, brought all this back into light as those murders were basically being called modern day lynchings. In researching this bill and trying to understand it on a very shallow level and surface level, the more important aspect to me here is who is Emmett Till, the namesake of whom this bill is named after. Because I could have gone down a rabbit hole of the Republicans that fucking are stopping this. How can you possibly say anything? I mean, just like going into lynchings and we, we just didn't need to go into the, the history of all the lynchings in this fucking country. But this one is particularly special because of what it did, what it sparked and, uh, and the reason why the bill is named after him. In 1955, 14-year-old Emmett Till went to Mississippi with his cousins for a summer vacation. Emmett was from Chicago. His friends called him Emmy, which I, I thought was so, like... so cute. Um, and before he left, his mother explained to him how different Mississippi was from Chicago as they were still living under Jim Crow laws. He said he understood and he left. Um, to get into the ins and outs of this story is, you know, I think it's important to, to face and to, to, there's many documentaries. Um, while his mother was still alive, she spoke as eyewitnesses. There's a, there, there were people still alive on, you know what I mean? We saw, you could see, you hear their stories. Um, and some of them are still alive and, and I just think it's important that we, that we face it. So 
His friends and his mother, Mamie Till, described him as a smart, funny, cocky kid who loved being the center of attention. His father died when he was four, and his mother said for most of his life, the two of them were like friends. They laughed all the time, and she adored him. They lived with her mother, so she always felt that the two of them were more like siblings until she ended up moving out of that house, and then she ended up being more of a mother figure, and she said it became very hard for her to discipline him. She just adored him, and everyone liked him. So Emmett went to the area of Money, Mississippi with his cousin and his great uncle, who was a preacher. Now, this was a Wednesday, and they met up with some local boys to hang out. It was the beginning of the cotton harvest, and the boys who were old enough to pick cotton went and worked, and Emmett and his friend Roosevelt were too young, so they hung out in the cotton field, and they went and ran around, and they went in the river, and they did weird shit with snakes and whatever. This is from how Roosevelt describes it now as an adult. The area was a major sharecropper area, so the that's why cotton picking was even going on then. I mean, this is in 1950. Okay, like oh you know what I mean. This is this is you. There's pictures. It's just it's you can't even just can't even believe it. The basic gist and the details don't really matter, but basically the boys and the uncle went over to the general store called Bryant's to get candy and cold drinks. The boys went in one or two at a time into the store to get their candy or drinks or whatever. Emmett went in alone and he bought two cents worth of bubble gum on his way out. He turned back to Carolyn Bryant, the 21 year old wife at the time of the owner who was working at the counter and Emmett wolf whistled at her. That wolf whistle is the, you know what I mean? Uh Carolyn then ran out and went to her car and Emmett ran out of the store and ran into the car and they all got in and sped off in terror. When he told them that he whistled at her, they all freaked the fuck out because that's they they thought they were all going to get killed. So because he, he whistled at a white woman. So they're all freaking out. They're scared. They're fucking speeding away because they thought she was she, they all could have sworn that, that she went to her car to get a gun. Nothing happened that day. Then another day went by. Nothing happens. Friday morning at 2.30 a.m. They're in the house sleeping. There's a knock at the door. Uh, Mr. Bryant, the the husband, was at the door, standing there with a pistol with another man named J.W. Milam. He said he wanted the boy who did the talking at the store. The man then went into the house and walked through all the bedrooms and pulled Emmett out of the house. From there, the men tortured and beat and murdered Emmett Till. The next day, Roy Bryant was arrested for kidnapping, and J.W. Milam was taken in as well. They confessed to taking Emmett, but said they let him go. On August 31st, Emmett Till was found in a river. He was wrapped around a 70-pound cotton gin fan and wrapped in barbed wire. Oh, my God. The body was so mutilated they couldn't be identified except for his father's ring. The funeral director wouldn't allow the mother to see the body. He had promised the local authorities he would keep the casket shut because it was so horrifying. (laughs) The mother demanded a hammer. She opened the casket her own damn self and she made everybody look at the body. Mamie Till also demanded that the funeral open the casket because she wanted people to see what the men had done and wanted everyone to face this. The body was so badly decomposed they had to put a glass covering over it. Because she did that, it sparked a wave of media attention and Jet Magazine, 
a black magazine showed pictures of the body and it went mainstream and it went international. So the mainstream media now is all showing pictures of of the body and the the murder and now the trial is starting and this is like sensational international news which then because of that sparked a major culture war white people in mississippi started to double down and the white community rallied support for the white fucking assholes and then black people who are already living in fear became more fearful a black man that worked for jw milam who washed the blood out of his truck disappeared it was a circus and of course the media exploited it and it became this huge fucking thing and the one thing that they wanted were two any eyewitnesses but of course the black people were too scared they didn't want to be eyewitnesses but then two men came forward one willie reed he saw uh he was he black or white two two black men he saw and testified in open court that he saw bryant and milam and another white man with emmett till and heard sounds of beating coming from milan's shed after the testimony, Reed was smuggled out of Mississippi to Chicago and lived. The other was Mose Wright, the one whose house it was that the men took Emmett out of. Mose was 64 and in hiding because he'd been being threatened with death because he, he eyewitnessed the men. But he fucking went to court. He stood up in open court and pointed directly at those guys who he said came into the house and took Emmett out of the house. He did that in front of all the white men all the white people and everyone who wanted to kill him. And after he testified, he also got smuggled to Chicago and he lived to tell the tale. Even with that, Roy Bryant and J.W. Milam were not indicted, even with two eyewitnesses. Reports of the acquittal made international news and that sparked what some would argue the modern civil rights movement. Mamie Till went on a speaking tour with the NAACP to expose the events surrounding the murder. A few months later, Rosa Parks attended a rally that Martin Luther King Jr. held for, for Emmett Till. And it was after that that Rosa Parks refused to give up her seat on the bus. Before 1954, 265 black people were registered to vote in three Delta counties. That's the Mississippi area where he was murdered, where they were a majority of the population. At that time, black people made up 41% of the total state population. The summer Emmett Till was killed, the number of registered voters in those counties dropped to 90 by the end of 1955 14 mississippi counties had no registered black voters so it wasn't until the mississippi freedom summer of 1964 where they registered 63,000 black voters in a simplified process administered by the project they formed their own political party because they were closed out of the democratic regular party in mississippi the trial took a million turns and black people in this country relived this trial and inequality over and over and over and over again. Civil rights takes one step forward and two steps back and keeps going and going and going and going. But this case awakened people to the fact that if anything is going to change, they're going to have to get involved and have courage in the face of something that seems so simple and basic and something you shouldn't have to fight for your rights. It's draining and discouraging and disappointing and exhausting. And some people argue that Biden citing this law is a little too late. But I want to look at it as another one of those steps forward. We have to acknowledge and name and look and recognize the government saying we see Emmett Till. Law is in memorial and in honor of him. And I think the civil rights movement in general. And the federal government saying racial violence is a fucking crime 
and you will be prosecuted and you will no longer be protected by your white supremacist frail fear of losing your domination. Emmett Till was a little boy and by naming it after him includes his story and the story of racial murder and corruption of power in this country and the violence and torture that black people have suffered at the hands of white America and in the light of critical race theory and the bullshit of what is still going on to this day, it is another message to the white nationalists that your time is coming to an end. We will not erase the past. And to everyone in this country that our collective consciousness may not agree on everything, but no matter what, the law, the federal government is trying and we should all be on the side of freedom and justice for all. So there's that. that's it for this episode of dumb gay politics thank you guys for listening we love you all so much and we are so grateful for all 14 of you i mean i like my voice sounds like (laughs) that was intense it's just so intense please consider joining our patreon podcast if you haven't yet it's one dollar for one podcast a week and two dollars for two podcasts a week they're both an hour and we aim to get at least one of them out by Sunday, so you'll have all week to listen to them. Although this week was a day late and it was a hot mess, but you know what? It wasn't about fucking lynching. <laughs> so there's no politics, no ads, no structure, no stress, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. You don't have to hear about the Patreon when you're when you're listening to the Patreon. It's only here that we bug on like that. If nothing else, you'll get distracted from your own life thinking how fucking annoying we are. (laughs) If you want to see what it's like before you sign up, there's a link to our free episode in the description of this week's podcast. Or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If our FOMO plan works and you decide to join... It's super easy to import our Patreon podcast. You can you can import it into whatever app you use for podcasts. You don't have to listen on Patreon.com. You don't even need to download the Patreon app if, if you don't want to. But if you do, there's a whole family there for you to get to know and become internet friends with. And if not, at least leave us a review on iTunes. You don't have to write anything. You can just hit five stars or one star. We don't care. It's all about the numbers. Well, I like when people write nice stuff. Jan Negrotch wrote, The best! This and their Patreon are basically the only things I listen to now. On repeat. This podcast is incredibly informative while still being entertaining, and you absolutely will not regret signing up for the Patreon. I laugh out loud uncontrollably in public spaces and don't even care how embarrassing that is. Ah, that's so nice, and I love when they sell the Patreon for (laughs) us in the reviews. Love you, Jan Negrotch, if that's how you say that. We don't know. We don't even know if that's your name. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. (sighs) And kind of depressing, (laughs) I gotta say. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. 
I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry Right We'll just say where we are Then go back to the car We don't want to be any worry Well, you got caught with a flat world How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic By the light of the night It'll all seem all right I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night Or maybe a bite Night I could show you my favorite obsession I've been making a man With blonde hair and a tan And he's good for relieving my tension I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame So I'll remove the cause <laughs> But not the symptom <laughs> <laughs>